Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Geriatric Goddess podcast. Today is July 31st, 2022, and I am your host, Christina McConnell. Today, I'm going to do a little bit differently, and I'm actually going to open up with a poem uh, on dementia. This is in loving memory of Maureen. My memory is fading every day and leaving me in so many ways. All things I love to do are no longer true. All the people I love, it is time for me to go above. My brain is rapidly changing. My soul is still remaining. My body is withdrawn. My mind is all gone. My soul is going home and I will no longer be alone. I wanna dedicate today's episode to this incredible woman and also use this opportunity to talk about frontal uh, temporal dementia as it's not a very common type of dementia. So uh, frontal temporal dementia is also known as FTD and it refers to a group of disorders caused by a progressive nerve cell loss in the brain's frontal lobes. This is the area behind your forehead or your temporal lobes, the regions behind your ears. Today's information is going to come from owls.org, so you can go on there to learn more. So let's look at frontal temporal dementia a little closer. The nerve cell damage caused by frontal temporal dementia leads to loss of function in these brain regions, which variably causes uh, deterioration in behavior, personality, and or difficulty with producing or comprehending language. There are a number of different diseases that cause frontal temporal degenerations. Uh, the two most prominent ones that are seen is one, a group of brain disorders involving the pro it's a protein Tayu, and a group of brain disorders involving a protein called TDP43. For this reason that they're not known yet, these two groups have a preference for the frontal and temporal lobes that cause dementia. So there's two proteins there that uh, cause this one. The disorders grouped in the frontal temporal dementia can fall into three subtypes that we'll look at here below. Uh, frontal temporal dementia used to actually be called Pick's disease. Uh, it was named originally after Arnold Pick. He was a physician in 1892 that first described a patient with a distinct systems uh, affecting language. Uh, some doctors still use the term Pick's disease, so if you ever hear it, you know what it's referring to. Other terms that you could see would be uh, frontal temporal disorders, frontal temporal degenerations, and frontal lobe disorders to describe this dementia. So these types are characterized by prominent changes in personality and behavior that often occur in people in their 50s and 60s, but can develop as early as their 20s or as late as their 80s. Uh, in behavior variant frontal temporal dementia, the nerve cell loss is most prominent in areas that control, conduct uh, judgment, empathy, foresight, among other abilities. Primary uh, progressive uh, aphasia is the second major form of frontal degeneration that affects language skills, speaking, writing and comprehension. It's also known as PPA. Uh, this normally comes on about midlife before age 65, uh, hence the loss of my dear friend at age 69. So it can occur late in life. Uh, there's two distinct forms. There's a, uh, 
A somatic variant of PPA, individuals lose the ability to understand or formulate words in a spoken sentence. And there's a uh, non-fluent uh, variant of PPA where a person speaking is very hesitant, labored, or ungrammatical. And then if we look a little bit further here, uh, there are also disturbances of motor uh, movement of the muscle function, including three disorders that are part of the frontal temporal degeneration spectrum that produce changes in muscle or motor functions with or without the behavior of FTD or language the PPA problems. Uh, this can lead to a lateral type of sclerosis. Wow, I cannot speak today, you guys. Uh, Tongue-tied, been sitting in class too long today. So this can cause uh, muscle weakness or wasting. It's also known as ALS. It's a motor neuron disease. And then both the behavior variants in the frontal temporal dimension dementia and PPA are far less common than Alzheimer's disease in those over 65 years old. However, in the 40 to like 65 year age range, uh, behavior variant frontal temporal dementia and PPA are nearly as common as a younger onset of dementia. So there's only kind of some rough estimates available this time, but there may be around 50,000 to 60,000 people with a behavior variant of frontal temporal dementia and PPA in the United States the majority between ages 45 and 65 years of age. But let's look at, a, I want to look at a few key differences between FTD and Alzheimer's. I, I know the logistics can be kind of long and boring. And uh, if you do want to read more about them, I would go to als.org and take a look. But the key differences, uh, age at diagnosis may be an important clue. Most people with FTD are diagnosed in their 40s and early 60s. Alzheimer's, on the other hand, grows more common with increasing age. Uh, memory loss tends to be more prominent symptom in early Alzheimer's than in early FTD, although FTD also can cause memory loss in addition to more characteristics that are going to, again, they're going to affect that behavior and language. Behavior changes are often the first noticeable uh, symptom by FTD. The most common form of FTD. Uh, behavior changes are also common in Alzheimer's, but they tend to occur later on in the disease. Problems with spatial orientation. So uh, people getting lost in familiar places, you're going to see this more in Alzheimer's disease than in FTD. Problems with speech, although people with Alzheimer's may have trouble thinking of the right word or remembering names, they tend to have less difficulty making sense of when they speak understanding the speech of others or reading than those with FTD. Hallucinations and delusions are relatively common as Alzheimer's progresses, but relatively uncommon in FTD. So the diagnosis uh, behavior variant in frontal temporal dementia and PPA are based on the expert evaluation by a doctor who's familiar with the disorders. The type of problems experienced by the patient and the result of the neurological exams are the core of the diagnosis. Brain scans, uh, usually like MRIs and glucose uh, uh, emission scans, those are a couple of the helpful tests that they run to uh, diagnose them correctly. So they're going to look at patient history and they're going to do a neurological exam to make that diagnosis. Causes and risks. Uh, 
Frontotemporal uh, frontal degenerations are inherited in about a third of all cases. Genetic counseling and testing are now available in individuals with family histories of frontal temporal degenerations. There are no known risk factors for any frontal temporal degenerations except for a family history or a similar disorder. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this lady that uh, uh, passed away, I was taking care of her mom with the same dementia. And so in this case, it was genetic. Uh, there's no specific treatment right now for any of the frontal temporal subtypes. Uh, there's medications that can reduce agitation, irritability, or depression. Uh, those can kind of help improve the quality of life. But at this point, there's no... D dementia and Alzheimer's disease, as kind of mentioned earlier, any form of it, it's really challenging. We don't have a cure right now. Uh, all we can do is... Yes, you can use medications to manage the systems, uh, the symptoms. I also am looking at a system to put together of a holistic approach to their health and well-being through, through food and uh, their, their nutrition source and their environment and how we treat them. And there's a lot that can go into their overall health and wellness. And so maybe taking a different holistic approach could be beneficial. We'll have to see here as time goes on. Um, it, it's, it's a very hard disease. For many years, individuals that suffer from this frontotemporal dementia show muscle weakness and coordination problems, usually leaving them to need uh, a wheelchair or be bed bound. And these muscle issues are gonna also cause problems for swallowing, chewing, uh, moving, and controlling a bladder and or bowels. Eventually people with the frontal temporal degeneration die because of the physical changes that can cause skin, urinary tract, and lung infections. So that's a little bit there about FTD. I hope that it's helpful. It's, you know, all of these are hard. There's all these different dementias and Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, we're gaining understanding through brain scans and neurological testing. And we're getting a little bit better of an understanding of what goes on. But at this point, there's just not enough information. And there's certainly not a cure right now. People are trying to manage the symptoms and do the best they can. I would like to see us change up how we uh, manage the environment of the elderly and, and some other things that we do for treatment and kind of see what happens. And so hopefully that gets to be a part of my work later on. On another note, if you guys are following me on Facebook, I will be making a huge, huge announcement tomorrow. We have a lot of exciting things coming to the geriatric space that are going to even further support caregivers and family members and facility owners, managers, everyone that is in the geriatric space. We are going to be having some amazing uh, resources and other opportunities for you guys. And we'll also link that into Facebook. We will be getting on other socials this week too. So I will talk to you guys here a little bit later this week. I hope you guys have a great start to your week. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, please hit the subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. And I will see you here in just a few days. I am your host, Christina McConnell, your geriatric goddess.